Forty chess. Yeah. Forty chess. Huh. Forty chess. Let's get it. Forty chess. Huh. Forty chess. Hey. Hey. Forty chess. This a trade show. Patreon where the trades go. Tap in and watch. That's what you came for. Ain't gotta say my name. They know my name, bro. What's good, man? We got McNutted in HEM. Always start off the show with a trade from them. You should always make sure that your trade is in. Patreon, why not be a Patreon? Know you wish you could spend every day with them. Tap in and say what you gonna say with them. Stop home and can fill up a stadium. Next time you log in, make sure that you bring a friend. We about to kick off, let the day begin. Go follow the socials. 40 Chess FF is posted. If your trade is an F, you get roasted. Go like and subscribe for the crew. Apple, Spotify, and the YouTube. You know Cooper got the wall too. Let us give you a walkthrough. 40 Chess. This is 40 Chess. What's up, everybody, and welcome back into the South Harmon Spotlight. This will be episode eight. Just like Kobe Bryant, I got a goat on here. Matt <laughs> Bruning of Campus to Canton, the college legend, but also a fantasy legend, and a dear friend to Adam and myself. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. It's not fair to to Kobe to have me in the conversation as him, but you know, I appreciate uh, I'm sure he appreciates the shadow. No, it's a, a very big compliment, man. I love uh Rest in peace, Kobe. I love uh, I love Kobe Bryant. He's a uh, man. I've been watching a lot of motivational stuff lately, and you don't realize how motivating he is until like you see all these things he's talked about. At least I didn't, and it's just like man, I kind of feel like I've been throwing shade at Kobe all this time, putting LeBron up there as as the goat. Kobe, Kobe was pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> well, you have this affinity for uh, Ohio. <laughs> I do, I do. So you know, I'll, I'll claim bias and why I have LeBron at one. <laughs> That's very fair. Uh, Matt, it's so crazy, too, just uh, how, how how the fantasy world works and uh, networking and everything. You know, I don't meet you if it's not through uh, through Ray at Destination Debbie yeah. and, yeah. you know, the, the Heisman chat. And I don't get into uh, Campus to Canton if it's not for you. So you're, you're all the credit in the world for me uh, having this C2C love. And as I was out here uh, grinding my uh, only waiver wire period here this week, <laughs> I'm going, oh. Oh, I'm glad I got this C2C knowledge. I need this. <laughs> yeah, I, I still, man, you need to switch that. The, this one waiver rule is not uh, not good. It needs to be, I, I'm a big proponent of the four a year rule with as much, like whatever, mm. set the fab. You've got four moves. You can use them all one week, however you want, spread them out. But this one, I hate the one waiver rule, man. It, <laughs> it drives me crazy. Well, it's the best we can do when you manage, uh, you know, 40 leagues on the NFL side. Plus, it's like, uh, right. yeah, I can understand that. Uh, you know, thanks to you guys, you talk about the networking, you know, you did with uh, with me. Thanks to you and Adam and Ray, I've gotten in a lot of best ball leagues. So, like, I don't have to worry about that as much on the NFL side anymore. It's nice to not have to go in. I mean, even I'd say go back three years ago, I think I was in 67 leagues. That's not counting any college side. That's just NFL leagues. And yeah, setting lineups on Thursday mornings was pretty brutal. Now, I think I'm only in 22. 
where I actually have to set the roster and I'm in 40 altogether. So like I've cut it pretty much to half best balls. It's nice. I don't have to, I'm not going to lie to you. There's times I forget I'm in some of those leagues. I get trade offers. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about it. How am I doing in this league right now? <laughs> well, I'm still trying to, uh, trying to tweak it. So it's the, uh, the most competitive we can be, especially on the college side and how deep the actual rosters need to be. And, you know, I'm finding out in uh, my, my C2C leagues on the college side just how shitty the uh, tight end landscape is yeah, on the yeah. uh, the college side. It's it's a rough one out there. And I got all excited to uh, to go pick up uh, Michael Harrison from Colorado this week just to find out that yeah. Fantrax lists him as a wide receiver. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, gotta love gotta love Fantrax. You got tight ends listed as wide receivers, and then tight ends listed as running backs. Like it's a whole. It's a Fantrax is a very interesting. <laughs> I shouldn't say it's bad. They're the only they're the only platform that I can go to to play the format I love. So I love them to death. But yeah, it's a interesting figure out those player eligibilities. That's for sure. You know my affinity for sleeper too, but uh, come on, let's let's uh, stop putting Taylor Swift's face on Travis Kelsey's photo, and you know, yeah, let's get it done. All right. What is your? Is it? Are we? Are we in agreement on sleeper? Now I'm worried that like we're not. Uh oh. Uh oh. What is it? What is I it? hate sleeper. You ha- oh. I hate MFL. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't agree. I mean, I I get sleeper in the. I will admit their app is a whole lot easier to use than MFL. At least now it's improved. Sure. A couple sure. of years ago, you would have, I, I would have, I, there, I was quitting leagues because people were moving to sleep. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Anymore. I will admit it's gotten a lot better. It's a lot easier for me to navigate and do that stuff. But yeah, I love MFL. It's because I've used it for so long. Though. I'm, I'm, you know. I wish they, all three of them would just have like this love child and then we'd have yeah. the ultimate fantasy football app. It would be nice. Leagues. I don't but, think that's uh, going to happen, but it'd be nice. All right, Matt. Spotlight series. We're here talking about you, so I want you to think way back. You know, okay. <laughs> I'm, di- I'm not trying to date you, but <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm old. I get it. I I, I get told I'm that all the too. time by my my my, my kids. I, I coach a soccer team, and uh, they let me know that all the time. I've got this plantar fasciitis that in my right foot. And I can't keep up with these 10 year olds anymore, man. They're like, you're not that old coach. You're only like, what, 45? I'm like, first of all, you can go to hell. Cause I don't, I don't look 45 and I'm not that old. I can barely keep up with 80 year olds. All right. Couldn't imagine 10 year old anymore. My six year old runs circles around me, but uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to stay young, but it's yeah, not I get working. You. I get you. You're doing a good job. You look good. You look thank good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, that's a. Uh, a diet that we're not going to talk about on here because it's just going to depress me, but that's the only reason I look good. I've lost a lot of weight in the past couple months. I love bacon and vodka. I don't think that's uh, conducive to looking good. You know, there's probably another going to be another strike against me, so we got sleeper. I don't like bacon, and I know that's, wow. like, un-American, but, <laughs> wow. like, I just – my wife tells me that all the time. She's like, you're un-American. I'm just not a big fan of it. Never have been, probably oh, never no. will be. Think back to – uh what first got you into fantasy sports, fantasy football? Yeah. You know, uh, I've had a couple of guests on here. They actually got into uh, fantasy baseball before they got into anything yep. else. What was yours? Was it was it football? Was it baseball? And uh, when did you get in? What got you into the fantasy sports in general? Uh, so the first time I ever played fantasy football was actually the first fantasy game that I got into. It was probably back in like 2007, eight, maybe. Um, D'Angelo Williams and, um, Jonathan Stewart yeah, tearing it up with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I picked up, I remember picking him as a year. D'Angelo Williams, I think went off. I don't remember anybody really knew anything about him. I didn't know anything about him. I'm going to be honest. I did not watch a lot of football. So growing up, 
I actually did not like, I was, I played soccer and baseball my entire life. That's all I cared about. Even back at that time, you would catch me on a Saturday morning at six o'clock being up watching the premier league for like the two games they showed on TV. And I was watching at that time, the Cleveland Indians every day. I mean, I drove my wife crazy very early on in our relationship because I felt like I had to watch every game or the Indians were not going to be good. So I, I, I watched a little bit of football here and there, mostly college, Ohio State, uh, but not a lot of NFL. And I got into a league and D'Angelo Williams ended up carrying me actually to a perfect season and a win. And I was like, okay, like this is kind of fun. Won like 700 bucks. I was like, this is cool. Let me keep doing this. And so I kept playing, but it wasn't really that serious. I guess when I really got serious with it was, oh, I actually don't know what the year would have been. Uh, but when FLA first started up, before like Matthew Barry got mm-hmm. like, or when he first started, before it became what it's become, uh, I was on that app. Uh, it was right around the time that Fantasy Footballers really took off, became like the podcast because they all met on there as well, I believe, and kind of started their thing. And I joined a writing group because I, I used to write all the time in high school. And so something I actually had wanted to do was journalism stuff when I grew up that is yet to happen. So maybe that's still in the cards for me. Uh, but I, uh, I, I joined a writing team on, on FLA writing about the Cleveland Browns. Actually, I did their pregame and postgame stuff on there for them. Uh, and then they asked if anybody wanted to write like any kind of fantasy stuff, if anybody wanted to like do rankings and projections. And I was just like, I'll try it. And then that's when like, I just dove all in joined thousands of leagues and yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> I love the throwback to just uh, talking to people and, and some of the players that they remember, you know, back in the day when they first started. And D'Angelo Williams is a good one. So yeah. we, we do the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I actually watched D'Angelo Williams his junior year play. Oh, yeah. A, a football game at the University of Memphis. I used to uh-huh. live in Memphis. So watched a few times. So I, I kind of knew about that kid before he came out. And he was a first round pick. Uh, yeah. But the first couple of years were. You know, if, if it happened now, right, a, a team spent a first-round pick, I think it was like – it was in the 20s or something. But if, mm-hmm. if if he came out and he did what he did the first two years, the the dynasty, the fantasy community would be like, oh, this dude's a bust. No one cares. Yeah. So <laughs> he's then, he, Travis Etienne pretty much, yeah. Travis, Travis Etienne. <laughs> even worse. Even worse. <laughs> yeah, D'Angelo Williams, he, uh, he, he had 8.8 fantasy points per game his, uh, his sophomore year in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> no one cared. Yeah, RB41. No. no one yeah. would have given it a shit. And all of a sudden you look up that year three, right? When you talking about it, what he went off? RB2. Yeah. 19. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like I said it was like uh, I'm not I'm not even gonna pretend like I knew that was gonna happen. If I, I didn't even honestly know who D'Angelo Williams was. The only reason I actually knew him is my youngest brother is a massive Carolina Panthers fan. And I needed a running back. He's like, just pick this guy. I was like, okay, cool. I just grabbed him off the waiver wire after week one. I just watched Browns games, and that was it. I had not dove deep into the NFL right. at that time. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I always have a fond spot in my heart for D'Angelo Williams. He won me. Him and, and him and Odell Beckham Jr. and C.J. Anderson, those are the three. Those are me. the three. The trinity. Yeah, D'Angelo Williams won me my first one ever, and then – um, in my first ever dynasty league and the job I currently work at now, the first year I joined their league and I had talked all kinds of shit because at that time people viewed me as a quote unquote expert. Cause I'd already been doing things like with other stuff. And so people was like, <laughs> Oh, this guy knows it. So he should win. And I was actually like, I don't even know, probably two and five, two and six at that point. Like I was not going to make the playoffs and I made a trade. 
I traded away, I want to say it was Brandon Marshall. It was right after he had like a three touchdown game, may have been with the Bears. I can't remember. Maybe it was the Jets. I don't remember which team he was with at the time. And I got Odell Beckham Jr. and C.J. Anderson. It was right before Odell was coming back. It was his rookie year. It was also C.J. Anderson's rookie year, and he was taking over because the Broncos were on like their third string running back. It was him at that point because of injuries. And then if those of you who don't remember, so I think this would have been 20. What did that have been? What was his rookie year? Was it 20? Goodness gracious. I'm going to trying to think 14, 15. Could have been, Would it have yep. been that far back. Anyways, they both blow up, go on. That's the year. Obviously owed the catch for Odell. He goes on like through the fantasy playoffs. I'm yeah. almost positive to have like almost 20 points a game. And like, I just rolled, like I squeaked in as the six seed and just rolled. Everybody won a championship. Also ended up winning my dynasty league that year because I had drafted Odell as my rookie and I traded for CJ Anderson as well. And so it was just like a, that. Those three players right there. I will never forget, man. Man, what a what yeah. a ride there! <laughs> yeah, what a ride there! Yeah. Was there anybody that uh, that you whiffed on big time? You know, you were like, you oh know, god, yeah. We, we've gotten so much better. Uh, let's let's say not only like watching film with the eye test, you know, watching the games, but analytically, where we are just night and day ahead of where we used to be. Anybody back in the day that you were pounding the table for, and then you're like, what a what an absolute <laughs> unit. <laughs> I am. Just, I'm trying to think of of recent ones. I mean, obviously, you know, I <sighs> Baker Mayfield. I had him as QB one in that class before he even got drafted by the Browns. Um, Ronald Jones. I think I had him as like a top five RB in that class. He obviously didn't pan out. Uh, I mean, what else? I was low on Lamar Jackson. I'm trying to think of of some of the recent ones. I mean, Desmond Ritter is really not making me look good right now. I got called out by my fantasy receipts on that one because I said he was going to be a top 15 quarterback this year. I think it's a little early for a victory lap, folks. It's only week four, but, you know, it's probably not going to work out for me. Fantasy receipts goes. But uh, those are probably the big ones that I can think of. I'm trying to think of. I don't think there's anybody of late that I was really wrong on. I mean, I was kind of right on Hendon Hooker and Will Levis, right? I don't know if I can say I was wrong on them yet, so we'll see. But <laughs> no, yeah, it's probably Ronald Jones was a guy like I just and I refused to give up on him too. I really thought he was going to be something special. And Baker, I, I really pounded I the you. table for Baker for a long time. Still wow. was so gave up are... on him this year, and he's actually been decent. We are recording this during the. Uh... The Bears Commanders game, and let's just say what a start there for Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Is, huh? First is it good? Game. I'm not watching. I have oh, no idea yeah. what happened. Good, good, D- good for Justin Fields. One drive, DJ Moore, two for seventy eight and a touchdown. <laughs> all, I'll, all I'll say is, no matter what happens the rest of Justin Fields' career, it's been better than Zach Wilson. So I beat Felix in the Justin Fields Zach Wilson debate. You got That's all that matters to me, baby. Him. That's all. He may have got drafted first, but all that matters is Justin Fields is going to have the better career. I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get Felix on here to explain himself. <laughs> oh, he'll find a way to backdoor that <laughs> argument into a win. The lawyer that he is, I'm sure he'll find a way. So now you're doing big things over at uh, Camp Scanton. How did you get into college fantasy football of all things? Because I mean, even up until a couple years ago, I hadn't even really heard of it. You know, it was always like, yeah. why don't we ever play football on the uh, you know fantasy football on the college side? Like this could be interesting. And then you introduced me to campus to Canton and, and how that whole format works. And I fell in love from the get go. You know, if I yeah. love dynasty football, you're going to absolutely just 
fall over yourself knowing that you can get these dudes coming right out of high school. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And to be honest with you, I've only been doing it for three years myself. Uh, I got into it. Uh, there is a guy, um, Brian Shikoshis on on Twitter. I believe he goes by Shaq, actually, on Twitter. He was one of the first people I ever heard talk about this. I was at Dynasty Nerds at the time, and they were starting up a league. It was actually during COVID, so we weren't even sure if the college football season was going to get played at that point. Right. And I joined a couple leagues, and they kind of talked about it. So that was the same thing. I was into Dynasty, and at that point, I'd become the Debbie lead for, for Dynasty Nerds. So I was getting really deep into that. Ray had recently left and started all his stuff with Destination Debbie, yeah. and I really started getting into the Debbie side of things. So when I heard about that and they're like, oh, well, there's a league that you can play the college. I was like, wait, what? I, I'm going to be honest, was very full of myself and was like, oh, I'm going to own this thing. Like, I, 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 I'm a Debbie master. I'm, I got crushed. I mean, these people who know, and I mean, you know, you're in it. There's, man, there are players I'm picking up. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know who they are. It's like the Texas right. State running back. And I'm like, well, great. He's going off. I'm going to, I'm not going to pretend like I know who that guy is. But yeah, I joined it uh, in 2020. Again, most of the leagues ended up not playing because everybody split their time. Like SEC and ACC started early. Big 10, Pac-12 started late. So a lot of those didn't have the the seasons. But then as that kind of progressed into 2021, that's when I really dove into it and really started learning specifically the college side of things. Because when most people join, especially if they're coming from a Debbie background, they think, oh, well, I'm just going to draft these top-end Debbie guys and be good. And it's really more about the 99% of college players that aren't going into the NFL than it is about that 1% that make it. Yeah. I think that was probably my biggest eye opener too. Right. I, I, I think back to my first ones last year where that I started up and I go and I use a uh, use campus Canton rankings and you know, I'm like, I don't college production. Who gives a yeah. shit? Right. Yeah. We just put that slider on the dynamic rankings tool all the yep. way to Debbie. I just care about what my NFL roster is going to look like. And, yeah, you get your teeth kicked in that way pretty hard. But yeah, some of those gems, you know, those late round guys that I, I'm with you. I I watch a lot of football, NFL mm-hmm. and, and college football. Not to the extent of college football like you guys do over there. You guys yeah. are insane. <laughs> the <laughs> amount of college football and knowledge base that you have, but you find some of these guys. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this dude is. I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea what he does. If he's any good, I'm just looking at a box score. But I ended up with a, a couple of shares of Daquan Finn, and all of a sudden that became like my favorite player yeah. in all of college football. One, because on my, my C2C teams, he's an absolute unit week in and week out. Like yeah. he's a walking 30-40 burger for me every week. So it was kind of nice. I didn't get to watch him play last year just the way things worked out, but in the early part of the uh, the college football se- season when we had all these random games on different days and you know the week zero thing is now very, very popular, and they do yeah. that on Catching a t- catching a night game and watching old Daquan Finn play for the Toledo Rockets was a pretty pretty big highlight of myself. I'm like, oh, I finally get to see what this guy does in person. So those obscure players, so good, so good. It is, and, and I mean, not only him. I mean, he's a, a beast. I uh, watched him a couple years ago when he came into Ohio State and was like by far the best player on the team. And you're just like, man, like if this dude was on a Power Five team, like I, he might be something. It was. It, he's a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, it's. To me, I, I am. I, I'm very much, I, I guess I would say I'm lucky. It, it's a double-edged sword. I'm lucky that my wife works an opposite shift of me, so I mm. get to sit around and watch football all night whenever I want it. I don't necessarily get nagged. Don't really get to see my wife a lot, which, you know, for some people, they don't care. I do a little bit, a little right. bit. 
Uh, but I, so for me, yeah, that's one of the things I love about the college football game, especially I think starting next week, we've got games on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, just college football. I'm not even talking about the NFL right. who plays Monday, Thursday. And the great thing with about the campus camp format. So now you're getting a chance. If you, if you really love football and you watch it, you're going to get to watch some fun games. I mean, Toledo versus Akron doesn't sound like a fun game until you turn it on and you see guys like Daquan Finn going and putting up 50 points in the game 65 to 62 because they don't know how to play defense in the Mac. And you're like, man, this is actually a lot of fun. It's not great football, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Oh, it's great football. I love points, man. You know, so do I, but you know, sometimes when you're like, man, even I could have juked like those five defenders. That's when you're like, and I got 36 years old with plantar fasciitis, and I'm like, I'm juking 18-year-olds. It's not great, but it's fun to see the points. It's not great football. Uh, just if I thought about juking, I'd probably tear my Achilles. <laughs> so yeah, I, I probably would too. That. I probably would too. <laughs> I'd be down for the count. I caught that caught that fade route from Felix a couple years ago at the Expo, and I'm still limping. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's... <laughs> It happens to the best of it. It's happening for me, too. It's coming. I know it is. So Yeah, yeah, it's time. So you get into the college side. How do you, like, really start to evaluate? Like, like what was your process for going, like, I need to learn just about everything I can? And, and so much of the C2C, like, you guys do a fantastic job. Like, you've scouted some of these guys before they're, <laughs> before they're even seniors in high school, right? Like, you know about them when they're juniors or sophomores. Yeah. How do you even go about scouting players from you know central texas all the way to you know the one guy in idaho that's standing out as a high school player it's it takes a lot of work and i think that's something if you're in this industry you know a lot of this stuff is not easy it it takes a lot of work it's a lot of grind you you really do have to commit to it Uh, for me I took a lot of, I'm not good with numbers, stats. Like, man, you tell me two plus two is four. I'm like, no, it's eight. Like, I'm really bad (laughs) with math. And so when it comes to, like, advanced stats and everything, I I use them. But I've always been a guy who, like, uses my eyes. And I've I've definitely come around on the stats side and been, like, figuring out ways to implement that into my process. But I've always kind of watched film. And so when I was doing that beforehand with Dynasty Nerds, I brought that with me to campus to can. Now, it's not easy doing that with high school if you guys go watch high school game and you think akron versus toledo is bad football watch a high school game where you've got you know jeremiah smith who's going to be arguably one of the best wide receivers probably in college football as a true freshman next year going into ohio state and he's going up against a guy who's five ten and pudgy like myself it's really kind of hard to tell (laughs) if what he's doing is really that great and so it just goes down to watching the players and kind of knowing what you're looking for. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm some football savant who knows everything, but I think watching and learning everything I've learned from people in this industry and just continually watching football for the past six, seven years that I've been doing this, you learn and you pick things up. You learn kind of what running a good route looks like, you know, when you're body catching and things like that. But it really comes down to me is just watching football and you have to watch, you have to do the research. I mean, I won't lie to you and say that I'm like going through local newspaper clippings to find players. Most of the time, if I'm being honest, I'm going to 24-7 sports. I'm going to on three and being like, okay, because they have people at these games. So they're telling you, hey, these are the guys that are blowing up. And then I'll go look at that and I'll go look at their rankings. We have a a tool on the website that tracks a lot of these guys athletically. 
So there's times that I'll go in there like, okay, who's pulling up like these just ridiculous athletes? Like we've got guys who pull up uh, Cameron Seldon last year, running back who was playing. Oh, I'm going to forget the name. I want to say it's like Woodland, Tennessee. I mean, when I tell you they were playing on a field that you would, it's like a field you would just like find in the backwoods of Tennessee somewhere. Like they had one bleacher (laughs) and the the barely see the lines up. There goes my mouse. Do you got, I'm talking about like camera they had was like someone's home video camera from like 1980. That's recording this stuff. It's not great, but they're recording this kid. And when I tell you that, like, we put his stuff in the system and it pulls up, he matches up with the guys like Bo Jackson and oh. Barry Barry Sanders. And, like, you, you see that, I'm like, oh, okay, I got to go watch this guy now. And so, like, it, yeah. it's just kind of finding those things. I, I definitely don't dive in as deep as some of the guys on our recruiting team, dude. I mean, they're looking at guys like two stars. The, the furthest I've ever, I guess the, the luckiest hit I've gotten so far has been Quinshawn Judkins, where, like, I was just right. going through looking at stuff and I was like, Looking at this dude's tape, played in Pike Road, Alabama. I don't even know where Pike Road, Alabama is. You could not tell me to point it out on a map. Props to Lane Kiffin for finding this kid and just going and watching these dudes' games. Just was watching him. I was like, man, this guy's really fast. He's lining up as a wide receiver, so I just kind of looked into him. But it's it's really just kind of doing the work and going and looking at those guys. I'm like, okay, I'm going to commit to spending – I haven't been able to do as much this year, but I guess my process in doing it, what I would do is typically – on a night like tonight where I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and probably put the football game on in the background, but I want to get some work done. And my goal would be like, I want to get through five prospects tonight. I'm going to give myself two hours. And I'm just going to go in. I'm going to watch some high school tape. The, the great thing about football becoming as big as it is, including high school football, is now you have places like Flow Football and NF- NFHS where they actually record a lot of these games now. And you can pay, it's like a $10 subscription and go on there and you can watch full games if you want. Now you don't have to go to huddle and just watch the highlights. Cause it is kind of hard to tell how good these guys are straight from their highlight packages. So like, we'll go in and watch full games on NFHS last year. I mean, I was watching like four games Friday nights. I was staying up till three o'clock in the morning, watching the California games, watching these high schoolers play and then going to sleep and getting up at six for our morning show on better sports. So like it was, it's a grind, but if you really want to do it to me, it's a lot of fun. Cause like I, like I said, finding Quinshawn Junkins before anybody was talking about that kid. And I had him on all of my rosters because nobody liked him. I was drafting seventh, eighth, 10th round sometimes last year. And now, had an incredible freshman season, was a leading rusher as a freshman last year in the SEC. Pretty good year so far this year, even being beaten up. Probably going to be a day-two draft pick after next season. So, yeah, it's just fun. As you said, rostering those guys from, like, the minute they enter college football, possibly through their entire NFL career. And there's there's not a lot of places, too. If, if you, you're in a C2C league, like, if you think about it when you do the, uh, the supplemental drafts, and being that I just started C2C leagues last year, this was the first year we had supplemental drafts, it's – there's so much correlation with Dynasty, except for it'd be like doing your Dynasty rookie draft with almost no information whatsoever. Yeah. Like like none. Like you get you get some college stats, but but it ain't like you get you know, when these kids come up as freshmen in college, you're looking at high school stats and like you said, all of us have kind of been around sports at some point, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter the level. And there's very different levels of high school sports yes. and who you're matched up against. And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 
like I remember wrestling, you know, like fat pudgy kids when I'm a like I at the time I was a built unit and I shouldn't have been wrestling 189 <laughs> and like this kid might weigh 150 and I'm like this is unfair to him like yeah I'm just bigger. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? It's not that I was a world-class athlete, but it's going to look great that I pinned this kid in 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's going to look oh, absolutely I, great. That I'm not going to lie. I mean, again, yeah, you're right. Everybody's probably been at some point that is my favorite thing about high school sports. I mean, when I'm, I'm there, I played outside mid and central attacking mid in soccer. And when I was running against that defender with his goggles on and I knew his inhaler was sitting on the sidelines, <laughs> like I'm going to end this kid's life. And it was the greatest thing in the world because I know there were other people who were looking at me thinking the same exact thing. So <laughs> They're yeah. like, look at this pudgy little white boy. I'm going to end. And they did. They cried. Like, oh, there I go. Broken ankles. And so, yeah, it's – you see that, though. And, again, I'm not even going to pretend like I am – anybody who's played college football, I don't care at what level, in my opinion, I think you can say is maybe not a world-class athlete, but an elite athlete. I mean, for you to be able to play college football, it's a very small – minority realistically of the uh, the population that gets to play college football. So props to you if you've ever been able to do that. And you're going up against, like I said, guys like me, where I, I consider myself an athlete, but I'm not ever going to pretend like the only, a there's one college athlete that I know I can beat in a race. And his name is Felix Sharp. And one of these days in Canton, I'm going to do it. Because he conveniently got that race in while I was visiting family with Austin. We both knew he was going to beat Austin. I'm the real competition. <laughs> That's the only college athlete I will ever challenge. Everybody else, you win. I'm going to bow down. But, yeah, it's it's there's a massive disparity when you're looking at some of these guys who, like I said, if you, even if you just go top, you know, 100 players on 24-7 sports and watching them, it's like watching Patrick Mahomes, Jamar right. Chase, Nick Chubb like it's like watching the best of the best do what they do in the NFL and it looks like that on the high school level definitely believe it so you go into these uh supplemental drafts and if it wasn't for you guys I'd have no clue it would just be like who's the top returning guys that didn't get drafted last year yeah. like, like this is who's a good transfer who's coming up from who's Cam Ward like yeah. it, who's coming from I don't even Sacred Heart or whatever the fuck. Ah, uh, no, no. What was Saint it? Uh, Vincent Saint Mary's. <laughs> now I'm gonna now I'm gonna get roasted because I'm not gonna remember what it is. And uh, it was like Sisters of Church Culinary School. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't that bad. It was probably like Bob Hope's Third Pro <laughs> Protestant Church. I don't remember. I really don't. Now it's gonna drive me crazy because I really want to know what the school is, and I cannot for the life of me remember I what got it you. is. We'll pull it. We'll pull it. This baby up. <laughs> I was going to try and my mouse is like flown across because I decided to just throw it while I got all excited here. Incarnate Ward. There we go. Incarnate Ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That's right. Do you even know where the hell that is? I have no idea. But I know their quarterback is good this year. The offense has been a whole lot better actually since Cam Ward really? left. But I don't, uh, I don't know, have any idea where it is. It is in Texas. San no, Antonio. Well, that's, that's a little bit embarrassing, to be honest <laughs> with you. It's San Antonio, Texas. I. I couldn't have given you the state if you would have gave me a million dollars. I wouldn't yeah. have got that. Yeah. But yeah, like those guys you kind of hear about, right? Just through the circle. And this kid's pretty good. He's coming up, you know, from a you know small school where you would yeah. never, never know. And uh, he's going to a Power 5 program and an offense that they're going to kind of tailor around him. And that one was kind of interesting, too, because of you guys. I drafted him almost everywhere. Yeah. Well, and by everywhere, I mean all two leagues. And yeah, that's that technically still everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. But like uh, last year, 
you're like, ah, oh, this isn't what I was promised. But it's a good thing yeah. that you just held the faith and, and held on to them because uh, now it's definitely everything that we thought it was going to be and everything that was promised. Yeah, I mean, I traded up to the number one pick in one league last year to get him, expecting him to anchor a championship team, and I went two and seven, I think. Yeah. So it was not pretty. Yeah, but yeah, he's been great this year. You know, after I lost all of my players that I had in the draft, like Kenneth Walker and everybody who went up last year, Drake London, it was great. But yeah. How, how do you rank these guys then coming in, right? Like, how do you how do you come up with a system where you can actually keep it set in your mind? Because, I mean, you guys have fantastic rankings, and, you know, the dynamic ranking tool is amazing. But specifically, these incoming freshmen, you know, when you're yeah. coming out of high school, like, how do you, how do you make, like, those tiebreakers? Because I know, like, my process when I do rookies, you know, I take a little bit of how they tested athletically, mm-hmm. how they produced analytically, how that you know how they did at the combine, how they actually did in college, and then my own just gut feel or you know how they look to me on tape. But how do you separate guys? Where, I mean, you don't really have a an analytical database that no, you can yeah. go to and, and say that because a guy ran for two thousand yards his senior year against you know bumfuck competition and. Yep. <laughs> and Southern Mississippi, he's going to be so much better than the guy who only ran for a thousand yards at a, you know, what do you guys got there in Texas? Like nine A schools? Oh yeah, yeah, seven A. <laughs> Texas is pretty good. Their their high school games are pretty good. Pretty exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I mean, not even just talking about that part of it. You can go look at players who you know, twenty four seven sports or on three has ranked as like a top ten wide receiver, and then you go look at his stats, and he's got seven catches for ninety two yards and three touchdowns this season, and that's it. And you're like, uh, 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 okay. So yeah, it's it's not consistent at all with with the stats. For me, it goes based really on how I feel about the player, and and I almost view them in, in a way that I do rookies on the NFL side. And it's one of those things where like, if you truly believe this rookie is going to be special, you know, realistically the cheapest you're probably going to get them is in the rookie draft. Because if they end up blowing up like a Jamar chase, you're never getting him any cheaper than where you got him. I mean, I know in a couple places I got him as like the fifth pick in my rookie draft You're You're having to pay multiple first round picks to get Jamar chase now. So if I think the freshman is that special, they'll end up pretty highly in my rankings. I, rank a little bit different than I think some of the other guys at the website. I try to take everything into account. So Devi still ranks fairly heavy for me in the top guys, because I still want that top guy production going into the NFL, because obviously with the campus Canton league, you know, it's really hard to rebuild your NFL side. If you don't have that college pipeline. And then some people, (laughs) I don't think, pay that close attention to that. and it's okay like i know some people like i'm all devy punt the college side that's cool because you're still at least building into the nfl side you better you're right on those devy picks at least you're building into the nfl side and for me i find it's a lot easier to find the daquan fins of the world because a couple years ago he was not a guy getting dragged. he was a guy going like the 40th round right. it's easier to find those guys on the college side who's just going to give you those college production points later so i, I tend to rank devy heavy to start with, and then as we start moving down, I really just start looking for guys like that, the CFF, CFF guys. So I'm talking about even when we get down into like the 30s, if there's a CFF guy that I think is really good, I'll rank him over a guy, a Debbie guy, that I think is like, oh, well, he may be like a fifth-round pick. Like at that point. Right, who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Like we're not all these guys are going to be Puka Nakua. It's just not going to happen. Like maybe right. you'll get lucky and you'll hit on a Puka Nakua, but they're not going to be. So give me those CFF guys because I can win the college side. So with freshmen, what we do – We've done it for the past two years now as we've done these film grade rankings. We have our team. We grade them film-wise based on certain things of their games, and it, it kicks out a grade for us, and we rank them kind of like 
24-7 sports and on three does where it's like, you know, if they get an 80 or above grade, they're a five-star, and we kind of just go down. I take my grades personally into that. Don't take the the groups because everybody values things differently. You, you may look at something for a wide receiver and say, I value hands more than route running or speed more than separation, whatever. Everybody views players differently. You may view running back vision more important than, you know, what I, I, I don't know, being able to catch or whatever. Yeah. So I just take my grades personally into that. If they're in 80 or above, which I have not had a lot of players over the past couple of years. I had a lot of wide receivers in last year's class. Um, I think I had five. I had two running backs and three quarterbacks. The year prior, I think I only had two at each position. So far this year, I'm not as deep into the grades, but I think I've got four wide receivers, one running back, and one quarterback. And... He, that's Dylan Rayola, and even he's not like soup. Like he's like an AD, right. so he's right on the the verge for me. If I think that guy is going to be truly special, I am fairly aggressive in ranking those guys. So my biggest example I can give is a couple of years ago. Actually, the first year we started the company, we we do these ranking summits every year. And Felix Sharp and myself got called out by the other founders. We had all seven of us on the, on the, or all six of us on the call uh, on this ranking summit. And I had Marvin Harrison Jr. as a true freshman had never played a snap in college. Well, yeah, we like just was at Ohio state. Like yeah, even the season hadn't even started yet. Like we're doing this in August. Season hadn't even started yet. I had him as wide receiver 15, I think. And everybody was like, you're insane. Cause I don't even, I don't almost positive. He wasn't even a top 15 wide receiver in his class. Like he was ranked yeah. below Julian Fleming below G Scott jr. Who I also love. Like I was a big fan of G Scott jr. And I was like, to me, I just think he's going to be special. It's not just because of the last name. And if you listen to me and Felix and you drafted him, you're probably pretty happy with yourself. And I've continued to do that with freshmen. I think this year I had, Brandon Ennis, um, oh man, who else? Uh, Zachariah Branch and somebody else that I know I'm missing. I had all of them in my top 15, uh, my wide receiver rankings. I think Cedric Baxter and Justice Haynes both made my top 12. Uh, and then quarterback-wise, Dante Moore and I think actually Dante Moore, Malachi, and Arch all made my at least my top 20. So I, I try to be as aggressive as I can with those rankings, especially the freshmen, because again, I, I just think that's the cheapest you're going to ever get them. So if, if you don't go all in on them, then you're not going to get them. And maybe you're going to have misses. Like it looks like, unfortunately, as much as I love Brandon Ennis as a player, going to Ohio State, in my opinion, he was one of the best wide receivers in the country last year. Uh, played on um, new um, American Heritage, one of the best high school teams in all of the country in Florida played some of the best competition was just an amazing player. He's not getting on the field for Ohio state. So he may end up being a miss because we have this year one zero theory that shows like if they don't break any of these nine thresholds, the, the, the sample size is very small of you actually making it to the NFL and producing a top 24 season. So he may not break that. So you may have ended up wasting a pick on him, but I, I I think it's, it's kind of rare, at least for me with what we've done the past couple of years with our rankings, we've been pretty good with those guys. Oh, the Marvin Harrison call is so good too. I had to look it up. You, you're right. Wide receiver yeah. 21 in this class. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. We, we got roasted. 
<laughs> Mecca Buka number one. Yeah, that's who it was, Mecca. Which I was still high. Actually, Mecca was still my wide receiver one of the class. Like I yeah. liked him more than Marvin Harrison. But I think I had Marvin as like wide receiver four. And yeah, him and me and Felix both had him in the top fifteen of our rankings as a true friend. And I'm, and it's funny too. And I know Austin will listen to this, so I'm just gonna roast him completely. <laughs> I he him. just tore into me and Felix about this is just stupid. Like how he's never played a snap. He's not even going to start this year. And he wasn't wrong. He never started. He only broke the year one zero. So because of the bowl game, because that was the year Ohio state didn't make it into the playoffs and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave both sat out. Correct. And Marvin yep. Harrison had that, that massive bowl game against Utah, him and JSN. But the funny thing about that was, is then the next year, all of a sudden, Austin's like Marvin Harrison Jr., best wide receiver in college football. You need to, you need to get you something. I'm like, <laughs> like me and Felix were telling you guys that for a year before the dude Come even on. took a snap. So yeah, it's it's you and you're gonna get like I said, sometimes you're gonna be wrong with those guys, and and I'm willing to take that risk though, because especially on the college side, I feel like it's a little bit less mitigated than if you're playing in a dynasty league. Cause if you, if you take the Nikhil Harry three overall in a dynasty league, instead, yeah. yeah, it sets you back. We're in the college side. Okay. If I take Brandon Innes at eight overall in my supplemental draft and he's not good, guess what? There's a whole nother crop of really, really good wide receivers coming out next year. And I'll just replace his production with the college guy in like round 10 of the supplemental draft. And I'll be just fine. And we'll see what happens with Brandon is that that's so that's the one thing I really like about the supplemental draft. You can be a little bit more aggressive because if you're wrong, it's so easy to correct on the college side. Yeah. There's some dudes on this list too, that are above Marvin Harrison Jr. I'd never even heard. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you could give me a name and I'm like, I don't even know what, what school he plays for. Like it was, you know, this one, Jaden Ballard. Yeah. Yeah. He's an Ohio state guy too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. never heard of him. Oh, he's all right. He's more of a special teams guy. I kept, I had hope for Ballard, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Lonnie White Jr. He actually ended up going and playing baseball. I don't think he's ever taken a snap in football. Well, that's probably why I don't know who he is. Uh, Dion Cozy, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that he's, I don't even think he's at Notre Dame anymore. I'm almost positive he transferred out. Christian Leary. Alabama. He, we had high hopes for him. He was in that. Alabama had a lot of guys in that class, and like not one of them panned out. <laughs> Shadrick Banks. I think he went to live. Is that the te- Texas A&M guy, right? Yes. Yeah. He went to Texas A&M when he. So he enrolled at Texas A&M. He was a wide receiver. He gained twenty pounds before he enrolled, and they moved him to linebacker. But he never played a snap at wide receiver. <laughs> Imagine Marvin Harrison Jr. being lower than a guy who's playing linebacker. Yeah, I know, right? It's insane to think of. And it's it's funny, too, because I'll just say this, because I've actually had a chance to meet Marvin Harrison Jr. in person. Dude, he is like, I think the reason he got hated on so much is because of the definitely the competition they played at St. At St. Uh, Mary's Prep, I think, or St. Joseph's Prep. St. Joseph, yep. And they did play some good teams. They played IMG Academy, so like they played some of the top teams, but like, they're, they're talking like he, they played farm boys, farm Pennsylvania farm boys most of the time. So I think even though his name, you would think he'd have gotten a better ranking. Like they just didn't think he was going to be good. But I think it's because he's so it, when you guys listen to this, if you watch an Ohio state game, I know it's not easy to stomach for everybody. If you watch an Ohio state game, go look at Marvin Harrison. He is so disproportionate that it is funny. His, he is all torso. His legs are so close to the ground. I think that's why he's such an amazing route runner 
Like he doesn't have that long stride. He runs, in my opinion, very much like his father, but he's got very long arms. Like he's just, he's very weird body, but he's a, an amazing player. Like I'm, can't wait to see him in the NFL. And I hope he's able to go play in the playoffs this year for Ohio State again. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about, too. <laughs> what a call. What an absolute call. Yeah. All right. So the last thing I'll get you out of here on, yeah. on Matt, big in the campus scan. But but how did you guys even decide, right? You got a ton of co-founders of campuscan.com. How did it come together where you guys decided, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to dive in. We're going to make this company. And we're basically, listen, there's there's not a lot of people out there outside of you guys that I know yeah. like really, I mean, it's starting to become more and more popular and people are starting to get into it, especially the college fantasy side, even if it's not a campus Canton league, but college fantasy is becoming more and more popular. How did you guys decide to come together and, and make this dive? Like, hey, we're going to basically just pull something out of the dirt here and, and start it from scratch. Yeah, I will have to say, I will be honest, I got to ride everybody's coattails on that Ooh. one. Um, so, I, as, as I mentioned, I was with Dynasty Nerds at the time. I was the Debbie lead. I had actually, interestingly enough, while we had a decent-sized Debbie team, I think there was like 10 of us, really the only people putting out content for them was me and Austin. So, like, I had gotten to know Austin through that, and I actually met Felix through that. Like, he started DMing me. He was, I had still do the podcast, the fantasy football roundtables. I do like to talk about the NFL and he reached out to me. He's like, Hey, I want to do this podcast. And so like, we kind of talked a little bit and then we kind of just came together and he's like, Hey, I want to start a Debbie podcast. Would you be interested in doing it? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I don't get to really talk college football. It's my love. Like I love, I know Ray says this all the time. And I'm a hundred percent with him. If I had to choose college football or, or NFL. I'm picking college football every day of the week. Like I could I not you. ever watch an NFL game again and be per like, if my wife's like, you get one day, I'm like Saturdays. Like I fuck Sundays. I'm good. <laughs> well, we can go to brunch and drink mimosas. I don't care. Give me Saturdays. I'm good. I'll sit and go to tea parties with you and your friends as long as I get my Saturdays. And uh, so I started it with him and I actually wanted to bring somebody else on. And Felix was like, man, I really like Austin. He's like this. He's got his stuff together, and he does. He Austin is not only just an amazing person; he's a brilliant, brilliant mind. I just think he's extremely underrated in this space. And he's like, I think we should bring on Austin. So we started the Debbie Debate podcast in I want to say it was November of 2020. And about a month in, Austin and Colin, who they've known each other like their whole lives, they started the Campus to Can podcast. It was actually their idea to do it. Because, as you said, nobody was doing it. And so they're like, why don't we start a website and start putting information out about Campus to Canton Leagues? Because we're playing in these leagues, but nobody can find any information. I mean, there are people going to Walter Football to like find information on, on college football players because there's just nothing out there. And so they start the podcast, and then they actually came up with the idea of, of doing the website. And they were working on it. They got Felix to come over, and then... They had kind of asked me about it, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I really kind of liked working with Dynasty Nerds, and and I, I loved working with Jared Wackerly. I, mm -hmm. I have so much respect for that guy, uh, and Garrett Price, and all those guys. And so, it was it was kind of hard for me. And then I kind of messed some stuff up, and ended up leaving Dynasty Nerds. And they wanted me to come to work with them at Campus Canada. I was like, man, I don't know. I kind of want to take a step back, and then. I have to give my my amazing wife a lot of credit for this, actually, because 
I wasn't going to come back. I was like, man, I'm just kind of done with the fantasy space. I'm burnt out. I'm really just done with all of this stuff. And she was the one who's like, no, she's like, you love doing it though. She's like, you're the way you light up when you do those podcasts, specifically Debbie debate. Cause I love talking college football. She's like, you're just a different person. So I finally reached out to them. I was like, Hey, I'll join. That's what started it. And then it's just been, it's, I imagine it's what it's like you working with Adam Ray, working with Jordan. Like when you get with someone who has that same passion you do and like it, there's no, there's no end. Like there's no mountain. You guys can't climb together. Nothing. Like the one thing I love about those guys is we're always looking to what can we do next? And again, it's like not a lot of people are doing this college football stuff. That's why we want to keep pushing. We want to push it as far as I mean, we're, we've reached out to everybody about that stuff and we, we just want to keep pushing the limits on that. But yeah, it was all them. They came up with the idea. They started it. They only, only reason because one day I decided to do Debbie debate with Felix and here we are. I can't take credit for, for any of that stuff. That was all them. I'm, I'm just glad that they let me jump on and I got to ride their coattails to hopefully like a, you know, what's a, what's a Forbes 500 yeah. company someday it's gonna happen i know it is and i'm gonna be doing this for for my full-time job and i'm all i can say is glad i jumped on the train right at the last minute it was, was leaving the station i was able to jump on last minute oh man that's great it's great to hear i, I love everything that's going on over there so when uh, adam approached me and he was like hey i've been talking to austin he wanted to see if you, uh, we could do a, a dynasty podcast you know they haven't had one you know, for yeah. a minute, right? <laughs> they haven't had one. And they want us to do it. I said, you got to be shitting me. No way. Yeah. <laughs> right? Those guys want us to do something for them. That's say less. Yeah. <laughs> Just He's like, yeah, he was talking about the, and I said, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I already said yes. <laughs> I don't care what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't remember even how that we had talked about you guys before. Oh, it was because we, we had the thing with Koopa. That's what it was. And then we just kind of like, we were sitting on the call talking with Koopa about the, the tool that he helped develop that he did for you guys to begin with. And then right. sent over to us and, and Adam was there and me and Austin were texting. It's like, should we just bring it up while we're on the call? I was like, yeah, let's just do it. Like, let's just ask him, see what happens. Cause well, I'm going to be honest. We thought you guys were going to turn us down. Cause we're like, we know, how busy you guys are with all that stuff. And I was like, man, I was like, let's just ask. Let's just ask what they're going to do. Tell us. No, that's fine. We'll, we'll figure We'll figure it out. <laughs> It'll be me and Colin. It'll be the worst NFL show in the world, but me and Colin will do it if they say no. And so, yeah, it was a, it was you, a great day for us too. When you guys said yes, you guys should know no matter what you ask. It's, it's probably a yes. <laughs> it's, it's probably a yes. I, you know, I like to prepare myself for disappointment. It, it makes the letdown easier, I guess. No. So, I was excited. Adam was like, well, how, when are we going to fit it? I said, I don't give a shit. I'll figure out time. Trust me. <laughs> like, well, I gotta, if I got to take my recording equipment to work, I will do solo podcasts, even though I hate doing solo podcasts I'll by myself. And of course, the first one, yep. work yep. schedule, had to, do, had to do a solo podcast. And I was like, eh, I made it through. <laughs> yeah. oh, it, was, it was a great episode. I enjoyed it. Like I, For me, I, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that you guys were able to do it because now like I actually get to listen to every show. Typically, I would skip that show because Austin and Colin really don't like talking about the NFL. And they were doing it. Of course, I was like, yeah, I can, I'll just go listen to like a motivational podcast or something. Now I'm going to skip that one. And now I have something. Well, we drop it. We used to drop that on Fridays. Now it goes on Thursday or they drop it on Thursday or Wednesday. I always listen to it on Fridays because I like to have my stuff scheduled out. But I listen to it every Friday. So like it's set up first thing in the morning when I get up to go to work at three o'clock, click it right on and listen to it. So I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's one of my favorite shows on the network. It's been good for us too, because it's a little bit different audience. And, you know, we, uh, 
we just got done doing our 90th episode of the 4D podcast where we, I mean, we've talked about so much on there and so much like strategy. It's good to go back and see, Adam, let's go back and let's start with basics and let's talk yeah. about, uh, let's talk about this from the very jump, right? And how have we evolved since then? Like, cause there's fantasy, doesn't matter if it's dynasty, if it's redraft, if it's campus Canton, your strategy, your process changes every oh, yeah. single year. And it's really good to go back and rehash some of that old stuff and be like, yeah. Remember when I was all about running backs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I was right there with you. I built my teams around running backs for years, and I do not do that anymore. So, yeah, it's, it's so This it's is something, fun. too, that I, I promised myself. Just because I, I find myself this year especially enjoying C2C leagues so much that next year, if I'm doing any kind of startups, it's either this – I have this uh, crazy IDP scoring league with mm -hmm. like 25 starters or some shit like that where Khalil Mack last week, for example, scored like 130 points in oh that league. Oh, my God. <laughs> because of the six sacks and everything yeah. else. But if I'm going to do it, it's either going to be another one of those or it's all C2C startups from here on out. And I love it. Unfortunately for you, they're all going to be best ball because I'm all about that best ball life. You know, I don't – look, I'm going to be honest – I've, I've, you know, you said we evolve in our processes. I've evolved Let's in go. my, it's, it's been really nice, you know, now coaching soccer and doing all these shows and everything else. It's kind of nice to be like, oh, you know what? I don't have to set as many lineups anymore because <laughs> they're just going to do it for me later. So I'll just go. What I always do, I, I don't really look at my roster, my, my lineups anyways. When games start, I just watch football. I'll check my scores the next day. I, I don't care. But yeah, it's, the worst part about that, I guess, is as you know, on the college side with, with the injury designations and yeah. them not telling you about that. Like I like the lineup leagues and I think I will always at least play in a few of them. Cause I just like the strategy of it, but I get the convenience and the stress reliever of best ball. And as I'm getting older, I've realized, you know, the less stress, the better, because you know, my heart can't take as much as it used to. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep tweaking and innovating these startups too, and I, I will come back to you. I promise you, Matt, with the best best ball campus to Canton format and setup, and waiver periods will be in line perfectly, where everything will be nice. I'm gonna get it tweaked. I'm gonna get it fine tuned, and then I'll probably just do C2C startups for the rest of my life. Like I'll end just... up with like 47 campus to Canton best ball leagues, and yeah, dynasty will be a thing of the past because I could definitely see that becoming because i i enjoy him so much it just it yeah. seems so intimidating for people to start it because it's like oh now i got two leagues we'll just think of yeah. it as one big ass league okay and you got multiple chances to win lots of money on both sides yeah. right and the strategy the strategy is endless and you know how much adam and i uh we like to strategize, but you remember that one last year where he came to you with that with that trade that I yeah the massive said, trade yeah i said adam like if you're worried about it, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Just reverse the trade. Like, if you want to be on the other side of it, I'll take the same deal and we'll yeah. just, you know. And it didn't work out for either one of us. <laughs> so we just, uh, we write that one off. We try again later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's the one of the things that I love about it as well. It's not even just a strategy, I mean, just like the endless possibility of trading that you can do. I mean, it just, it opens up a whole new world for you. And I get it, like. I, like I said, I was the same thing when I first joined my first one. I'm like, you know, you you bring up guys like Daquan. I'm like, who the hell is Daquan? Like Toledo. Toledo has a football team. I, I knew Toledo had a football team, but like joking, like you're looking at players and talking about teams that you didn't even realize. Like you're 
Alex Adams is a wide receiver on Akron who's supposed to have a really good year this year that everybody was drafting. And you're probably looking at that. I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm drafting Alex Adams over a guy who's playing at, at, you know, USC. Are you, are you sure? Like everybody wants this Dorian singer kid. Well, Dorian singer, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. It's a great offense, but this is really who you want. It is intimidating until you really get into it. It's a lot easier than people think. And what I always try to tell people is to just join one. Because I promise you, join yeah. one and give it a full year. Because, yeah, that first year, it's going to be hard. Especially if you don't have time to do all the research and everything that you need to do. It's going to be a little bit rough. But, like I said earlier with the, with the rookie picks compared to supplemental picks, the one thing I will say is every college roster that I've had, if it's been bad, I promise you, you can flip that into a contender in one year. And it's, in my opinion, very hard to do that in Dynasty. If you don't have like the draft capital or players, it's hard to flip a team like that. In college, you can replace almost an entire, an entire starting lineup in a supplemental draft and be a contending team that year. Like it's, and, and it's, it's what makes it fun because, again, if your NFL team's not doing so hot, but you got all these players coming up, at least you can still win money on the college side. So it gives you that chance to double up your money if you win on both sides. And that, to me, is the goal. Like, that's the one thing I want to do. I think Felix has done it, which anytime Felix does something before me just grinds my gears. But I think he's actually been a king of seeds, is what we call it, where you've won the college side and the the or the Canton side and the campus side, like to be able to win two leagues like that over everybody, the bragging rights that you have, yeah. you take all the money. Like that's <laughs> only something you can do in a campus to camp. I love it. I honestly think too with uh, with the way it goes because, like I said, we just did the one waiver period. Yeah. I'm still antiquated, but I'm working out the the kinks. I fully believe like this team that I got right now. It's the one that I traded all the draft capital away last year and. Went yeah. for the NFL glory, and that didn't work out. But the team's sitting at 5-5 five and five right now. Mm-hmm. Right? We play two games, one against the media. 5-5, yeah. five and five, I'm middle of the road. With the amount of players from your website that I've been tracking, listening to podcasts, listening to you guys on Saturday, the one waiver period being unlimited, I can almost tell you, we could bookmark this because I think you could turn it around in one waiver period. Yeah, right? I would believe it. I think this team's going to the playoffs and might actually, you know, maybe win a few things. Hey, all you got to do is get in. And because especially I mentioned earlier with the, with the Mac players, like if you can get those Mac Sunbelt conference players with them, I'm telling you, man, that, that right there, like you'll be playing those. You probably won't play them over Marvin Harrison jr, but you're going to be playing those guys over like players, like a Mech egg Buka guys, you're nowhere going to be first round pitching your rookie drafts. And yeah, you, a lot of those guys blow up. And like Rasheen Ali a couple years ago was a guy that I couple good games with Marshall spent all my fab on him. And I did ended up not winning the league, but I finished second place. And a lot of it was because of him is that down the stretch. He's putting up 30 plus points a game at running back. He's a guy on the waiver wire that happens every year. When I know it happens with the NFL side too, with the college side, I'm talking about like, it's like good 10 to 15 players at times you can get off the waiver. It's like, how was this guy not drafted? It's like, oh, it's because nobody knew who he was, but he <laughs> stepped into a role and here we are. <laughs> I uh, I literally just picked Brian Thomas up off of waivers here. Oh, really? Waiver period, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> like a guy who's just been at flat out just performing all season, and yep, yeah, he's just you know just hanging out on waivers. He <laughs> was uh, out of his team. 
Where did he was a fairly highly rated recruit, if I'm remembering correctly? Yes, yes he was. He was on that list of yeah. guys. Ready okay, to I was about to say, I'm, yes. I'm pretty yes, sure there, there were people taking him in like the second round of supplemental drafts a couple years ago. So, yeah, he's uh, he's been around for a minute. Awesome. Matt, well, I appreciate having you on so much. Can you tell the people where they can find you on X now and uh, what your content schedule looks like? Like, where can they find you, uh, find your content, and, and when is it going on? Yeah, uh, so you can find me at Sports Fanatic MB. I'm not on X as much. I've kind of taken a step back yeah. from that and just tried to trying to focus on some other things. But you can find me there. Um, and right now, I'm doing the only podcast I'm doing with the website is actually Debbie Debate. Currently, that drops. Uh, we go live every Wednesday night at 9:30 Eastern, uh, and then it drops uh, whenever we're done. And I upload it that night. You can catch it Thursday morning. So it's the only podcast I'm doing currently with the uh, with the website. So. Love it, but love it. Go to the feed. There's a show every day, and literally every day on the feed. I, I appreciate you coming on so much, Matt. Uh, this was a very good one, and I love uh, I love diving into more campus to can. And you, Felix, Austin, all the guys over there, you're the ones to go see. And uh, I'm so incredibly excited that uh, we got a little bit of a partnership going on. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. So appreciate you, Matt. And uh, hopefully next year we'll be able to see you at the expo again. Hopefully everything works out and get to see you in person again. But I will be there. And I appreciate you having me on. I asked, I just asked for one favor. Yeah. Don't ask Felix to come on here. Don't oh, ever I'm, bring Felix on. I'm Don't definitely, do definitely asking Felix to come on, right? <laughs> You gotta get, you gotta get, you gotta get the uh, the Shannon and Skip like reunion, okay? Oh, I know. We'll, we'll yeah. do it on the C two C leagues. <laughs> Let's we'll do bring it. it back. <laughs> I appreciate everybody listening. I'll be back here same time, same place next week. And go check out Matt. Go check out everybody over at campusdecanton.com. And by the way, I always keep forgetting this, but we have a promo code. I didn't. I don't know why I always forget it, but uh, promo code South Harmon. 10% off your first purchase there over at the Campus Canton website. And let me tell you, the tools are absolutely phenomenal. So if you like the Warp Tool, go check their shit out because it's like next level stuff. <laughs> it's next level stuff, not only for your C2C leagues, but also Dynasty Redraft. There's a lot of good data over there and a lot of good tools. But see everybody back here next week. I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs>